0: I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy Podcast, Pride Edition. One of my favorite months of the year, June, celebrating Pride LGBTQ, which we celebrate all people always. Welcome to the show, Melinda Haney. Uh, She's going to share with us a little bit about her story. But first, Melinda, welcome, welcome.
1: Of course. Always good to see you, Julie. So I love your logo. Tell us a little about you and what you do. Of course, I am part of the Grow team, and I am always so excited to uh, promote Grow Your Occupancy, and of course, I really love to be a part of the senior living um, organization and the the wonderful successes that I've had over 20 years of just being a part of um, the senior living industry, so it is really a a lovely um, group of people, uh, as we all know and that's how we know each other. Yes,
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's been about 20 years. Uh, Melinda and I met in senior living. I was a sales director, and I wanted to meet Melinda because we lived in the same town, and she was like uber, uber successful and kept her building full, and I wanted to know all of her secrets, and you were so generous to share them, Mm -hmm. and today I wanted to ask you just a little bit if and you were kind enough to say you'd, you'd sort of share your journey uh, with us and celebrating Pride Month.
1: Absolutely. And um, I actually laugh when you ask me to do this, because my first question was kind of like, sure. And why? <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh because um, I don't think of myself necessarily as the um, the rainbow Um, gay individual that is out there, um, you know, promoting necessarily the individual um, pride of being gay, Mm -hmm. but I'm necessarily always out there saying that we should all be so um, abundantly proud of who we are as individuals and the rights to be able to be able to love who we want to love and have the right to be individually who we want to be. So that I've always thematically believed in throughout my entire life.
0: I agree a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's not necessarily like you said, needing to march in a parade, uh, but I'm, I'm very grateful for those that do, you know, for all of our rights. It's really the right
1: to be human. It was are every
0: day, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's kind of the way, well, I know that's, that is the way I was raised. Uh-huh. I know for a fact, I, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and I had neighbors of all different races, and we grew up in a melting pot of different uh, religions, and we grew up with respect and the ability to learn from each other um, my brother is a doctor of philosophy so I laughed that we we argued over the comic strips and I I learned that you debated all different things you know sometimes I did end up in the bathroom I laugh uh, as a kid you know crying over my cornflakes because I definitely lost the argument um but we talked about things and I really think that that's one of the things that we maybe lose, and we lose out by not talking about our differences. We lose out on not always understanding how people are different and how rich our lives can be. If we realize how embracing each other's differences, we can really love, learn to love each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, we're
0: ever differences and similarities. We're all human, right? And so isn't part of being human learning about others and, and loving the humanness in one another it's yes really, and how really culturally different.
1: diverse can be yeah. so interesting yeah yes. so incredibly yes. interesting
0: yes yeah. now when i met you you had two young sons where our daughter my daughter and your son your youngest son are the same age and now they're grown uh grown adult young men
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yes and you were married and if you don't mind to sort of sharing you, you talked about maybe having that background and that you know familial background of acceptance which is wonderful many people don't uh they either have the opposite or maybe it's like with with mine for instance it was neutral I mean we didn't talk about much of anything honestly but it wasn't it wasn't a change or differences weren't bad although I grew up in a very white, you know, uh, suburb, uh, the, the suburbs, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but it was, um, n- nothing was bad, you know, different mm-hmm. religions or races, but we didn't discuss uh, you know, gay, LGBTQ, nothing, but we were, I just grew up with everybody's everybody. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's great that you were able to, you know, that, that your, your family gave you that, basis and that foundation.
1: right. I think that the LGBTQ, obviously we have seen an art in this last um, 15 years or more, it's bubbled up to the top in all of our maybe childhoods, it wasn't discussed, but it was it, I I don't think it was not not accepted. Um, I don't remember a lot of people maybe, being gay, and talked about, but I don't at all remember in my childhood where um, I would have had people, my parents, people that I respected being uh, negative, you know, so I was very, very blessed in that way, but generationally, otherwise, very accepted about so many other types of uh, individuals, and I think that it's, it's so much broader than just one topic. It's about being raised in a multicultural, multi-diverse, accepted uh, community. And I believe that where I was raised in Bury, Ohio, was very, um, I was very lucky that way. And now in some ways you do have to see some people maybe not treated as well as they should be. And that also teaches you something. And then you do learn that that's wrong, right? And, And that we have to grow from that. And we saw that too. Um, So it's all in perspective, you have to learn what is not right, and you you grow from it. And I think that generationally, we've seen that that's where the LGBTQ has bubbled up to the top. And I think we can be really proud of the, the growing youth is becoming more acceptable, it's becoming more um, uh, common to not um, Marginalize it, and that's where uh, the growing acceptance of LGBTQ and the common conversation, like we're having now, is is really wonderful. It's just mm-hmm. we're talking about it.
0: Yeah, it you know, with that can come the challenge. Like you said, we grew up probably in the similar uh, time, and we didn't. It wasn't anything negative. It wasn't anything. We just didn't talk about it. We were in, my girlfriend and I uh, were talking about movies and. I think I even wrote a podcast about Stranger Things in the final, the last, uh, the the season before last, one of the main characters came out as gay and the new character played by Maya Hawke, her name was Robin and Stranger Things. And she, uh, Steve, I think had a kind of a crush on her. They worked in the ice cream store and she kind of, she came out to him in the the bathroom and he was like, oh, okay, cool. And this was a a, a 85, I think it was, uh, Stranger Things that Mm. takes place. And what I said to my daughter was, that is not, um, that's fakie because in 1985, that discussion probably wouldn't have happened. We would like it to be, you know, that true, but Mm -hmm. not saying no one had those conversations, but uh, I, you know, she probably wouldn't have said anything, especially in a movie, you know, we just said, so I think that- yeah with social media and the and the Mm uh certainly the uh celebrities you know 1997 when when Ellen came out on her show yeah that's not that long ago
1: not that long ago
0: kind of ostracized in her career etc and and Rosie O'Donnell was um you know uh didn't come out talk show right chips so with that also comes the bubbling up of the negative, right? So we're hearing it does. voices louder. What I mean, did you have any personal challenges with your journey? And, you know, yeah, that, yeah, I think,
1: yeah, I think that there's two different types of um, approaches. I think you have the people who are more comfortable where you have the pride flags that you're on your car and maybe your license plate and you put a pride flag in your house and that is um, displaying it without speaking of it right and then that it's out there in front of the conversation. The people who are maybe more like myself, we end up maybe needing to come out every day. Or choose not to, right? And sometimes it's awkward. It's, you know, maybe three weeks into a conversation with somebody or months into working with someone. um, You have to correct the conversation where they're asking you over and over and over again to bring your husband to dinner. And then you have to say, I need to correct that, you know? So you have to make the determination somewhere else to correct or to um to see where they are in the test of it because some people are very prejudiced still sure or
0: sure you, like they're, they're gonna, gonna be fine with come it Come out every day i've heard i've had that conversation uh, on this podcast and, and others uh yeah uh-huh. you, 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 you mean my daughter You know, says test the waters testing the waters and just because we've come a long way in some aspects, I believe we really have. I believe we've gone backward too, and maybe that's because it's the conversation is just more visible, right, uh, in social media and etc. But I would I would assume, and it's a bummer, but I would assume that because heterosexuality is sort of the, uh, the baseline, you know, sort of the mm-hmm. assumption, it's the norm, right? It's the norm. I know I hate to say normal, but like that baseline, mm-hmm. right? So you say is your wife or is you know, your husband and or your spouse uh, or he, you know, those kinds of things are the assumed. I don't think necessarily that someone thinks that, that being gay is wrong. That's just the baseline, but you don't it's the baseline, know, right? You, it's something that I can't relate to because, um, you know, any minority, right? In any minority and uh, with, with LGBTQ, it's not a, it's not a spin color, right? So that's a, you know, when you walk into right. it, if you have, if you're a minority physically on from the outside, but I'm sure you have to sort of read the room. Right. And like you said, yeah. we get into it two weeks, three weeks. And, and, and can you just kind of gauge who like, I don't know if I can really. And, like, and,
1: and, you know, I'm honest to tell you, sometimes it's just not worth my energy. Uh-huh. I mean, You know, what is it really worth the perspective of um, the additional conversation, or is it worth going there with a referral source? Mm, uh That's interesting. Is it is it really just worth the additional um, drama? Is it worth the is it personal versus work? Is it, it's it just, it's one of those things that you just do gauge, right? Uh-huh. And then there's the other opposite of I've had people like in a medical office say, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am, but we have your insurance wrong because maybe my dental insurance has my wife's name on it. Oh, interesting. And okay. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 that you have my right insurance. And they're like, no, no, it's wrong. And until they they get it, I'm like sitting there saying, uh, "No, that's my wife's insurance card, and I'm on her policy." And all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, so there's different ways that it weaves through the culture that will become more and more normal." Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: right? exactly. It's one conversation at a time. But to your point. Uh, you know, you you are no no one uh, really is necessarily appointed being the, you know, teacher of, but like, again, Ava was saying that um, if she can open those sort of conversations or doors for people who, um, I mean, this sounds so unbelievable in 2023, but who've never met a gay person or, and growing, you know, she grew up in her older teenage years in, in um, you know, here where, where we live, which, uh, and now again, more out and proud and all those things, but it not, it's not the, you know, like a big city yes. with, you know, more, uh, diversity and, and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, do, um, what about your sons? Can you, you know, do you mind telling me a little bit, like how, how did they wor- work this journey or was it like, yeah, no big deal. You know, cause I mean, divorce has got to be tough no matter
1: what. Right divorce is tough no matter what there's absolutely no doubt about that yeah I think that um they probably both have different journeys my younger son would probably be pretty charismatic and probably have a pretty funny dialogue heaven forbid we have Tyler on here there might be some beeps (laughs) and um, some hashtags in his (laughs) comments um but he's he's incredibly um forthright and he's kind of um Pretty funny about how he has two moms and a dad and he's pretty out there and I think he takes great advantage of having three parents and financial advantage of having three parents (laughs) hey (laughs) he's all about it so it's good love it yeah um I think for Evan who is the older is I think it was probably um he would never I don't think he was ever ashamed of it I think he was more like let's go with the flow and figure this out more um paced it but pacing it you know just seeing how this felt but I do think that my ex-husband and I were cautious we knew that the kids meant a lot to both of us and I didn't we we are still a front. we are still the parents so when I went to school with them it was Bob and I. We still did things as the ex-husband and ex-wife together. So it's a bit different. I do think that it's important that kids have parents. And if they are two fathers or two mothers, they are still their parents.
0: Or Or one, but the the fact that you... And and your your ex husband in this case Bob or United Front in that year. I mean that's got to be so incredibly helpful and supportive and your your children are lucky that you've put them first always right and considered yes. again divorce no matter what the situation is is you know it's a it's a change it's a major change and kids are resilient it's a major change and, and we stay, I did know.
1: we all went to counseling I had a great counselor my kids had different counselors than I did. And I will say that this is really no different than other choices that you make in mm-hmm. um, life. I mean, divorce is no different, right? You make a choice. Right. Um, you know, I'm not asking for people's permission. Yeah. So if they don't really like it, I'm not asking for my neighbor's permission to do this. Sure. Um, it's really about their well being. My children's well-being was was first and foremost. hmm hmm
0: Yeah, and you know that when your intention, anytime our, our intention is whatever it is, you know it, it, that comes through. It comes through in everything that that we do and we say, mm-hmm. whether we mean it to or not, because it's our intention. And so if right. they're the priority. And now it's got to be. Now, how long have you been married? I guess I'm asking two questions because when did um, gay marriage become legal in your
1: state? I was, we were married in 17. So I think it was, I think okay. it was legal a couple of years before that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you've been together for
0: longer than that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Well, uh, let's
1: cross our fingers.
0: don't want to get political, but uh, let's cross our fingers that our our human rights uh, stay uh, where they are as far as our human rights, certainly. Um, Correct. Do you mind sharing, Melinda? We're almost out of time, but what, um, two things. What would you like people to know or think about? I wanted to ask you that. And I also wanted to ask you what, um, if you could share maybe your greatest challenge, either through coming out, making a change, cause you know, it's, it's, um, it's your everyone's story is unique, but you were, uh, you know, slightly mm-hmm. older when you, you know, and, and you're lived in a relatively not small town, but really where, you know, a lot of people, right. Mm-hmm. Getting mm-hmm. it back into consideration, like you said, you don't need anyone's permission But this is a major change. People do like the, you know, the gossipy and they're, you know, in each other's business all the time. So maybe your greatest challenge,
1: maybe, and then what would you like people to know? I think my greatest challenge was realizing because everybody needs support, right? You need support um, when you make a change and you need support from those that you love and, and you respect to. Take care of yourself. Um, you know things will change when you make a big choice. Um, and, and the divorce was the one then um, choosing a different direction in where I would um, choose who I loved differently uh, was another. But the biggest challenge I faced was when you do something like that is how it changes other people's lives. And how they don't like it. That was my biggest choice. I didn't recognize that when you change directions uh-huh. and everyone else's patterns change, they don't, that's where they don't like it. Um, good friends, I lost good friends. I, you know, had people talk poorly about me because of my choice. And that was difficult. That was very difficult. Um, so it takes great strength to really know if it was what you really want and and what what you really need personally, if you really need to stay that course. So I think there's just a lot of self, um, self-reflection on that. Um, the other I would say is that I have great faith in our youth and in our next generations. And I think that some of the um, current level of dialogue that's going on is because of the high expectations that they have and the high respect I have for our youth is that they are going to change how we look at the future. They're accepting things that we have never accepted. There are Moving forward, and they're challenging our generations, no different than we challenged the generations before us. And so, some of the some of the dialogues that we're seeing are being fear led. They're 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 all based on fear. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the generations that are coming up are going to make the same choices that we're seeing being made now. So that's what I feel is. I feel very optimistic. I don't really like all of the things that I'm hearing in the dialogue right now, but I don't really believe that the generations behind us will continue with the, um, the level of fear that it is, because I think they are fear led. I think that, I think incorporating the LGBTQ, um, dialogue into our cultural norms is going to continue. And I think that the children of our generations coming up are going to continue to welcome the LGBTQ community into our culture.
0: Melinda Haney, thank you so much for joining me today, sharing your story. I'm going to end on that because, boy, from your lips, right? Thank you all very much for joining us for a Pride edition of Grow Your Occupancy. If you'd like to learn about what our team, Melinda included, do to support senior living sales, join us on www.growyouroccupancy.com. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.